My name is Sean Doherty. I'm the fifth generation to live on my family's ranch in southeastern Colorado and the fourth to compete in the sport of rodeo. I grew up in the back of a Dooley pickup, first watching my dad, then eventually competing myself. I've been immersed in the world of rodeo since I can remember. My experiences and the stories I've heard shape the way I view the world, and I want to share those lessons with everyone else. Just like a rodeo run, you never know what to expect on this show. That's life, and that's rodeo. Follow us at That's Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or find us online at www.thatsrodeo.com. Welcome to the first episode of That's Rodeo. My name is Sean Doherty. I'm sitting here with Northwestern Oklahoma State University senior Bridger Anderson and assistant NWOSU rodeo coach Stetson Thompson. First of all, Bridger, I'd just like to say congratulations on your first National Fire Rodeo qualification. Just how did it feel when you officially found out? Because you, you kind of have a, an idea, you know, your last rodeo, but... When you when the official results got posted, how did that feel? It was it was definitely surreal. That's that's a dream that everybody kind of works towards. Or excuse me, that's kind of a dream everybody sort of works for their entire life. And to uh, on October first when standings were official, it was kind of awesome to think that that finally came true. You you always think that. Someday it'll happen, but it's different when it actually does. So you're a steer wrestler. Kind of explain what that is and what that entails. So in steer wrestling, I'm riding a horse on the left side of the steer, um, and I take off, chase him down, and jump off the horse while I have a hazer on my on the right side of the steer, keeping him straight. Um, pretty much jump off the horse, grab the steer by two horns, pull him to the left, and grab his nose and hope he. Jumps and hits on site. As fast as you can. As fast as you can. And explain a little bit of the hazer shot, because that's pretty unique to your event. Yeah, so the hazer um, is the only helper in rodeo. Every other event, you're on your own or you're with someone who's also trying to compete. Uh, in steer wrestling, there's a hazer, and he's not competing at all. He's just helping you to throw your steer. So what he does, he rides a horse on the right side of the steer, and he pretty much positions that steer in place to where the steer wrestler can catch him and throw him down. Um, and my hazer is actually typically Stockton Graves, our head coach, and sometimes Jewel Hazing, uh, this year mostly anyway. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with Stockton and how this has been four years now of being at Northwestern from State University. How did you get to Northwestern in the first place? So originally when I was kind of looking at schools in high school, um, there's one college that was just a wrestling U like, that I could see where Jacob Edler, J.D. Struxness, Lane Hurl, Mike McGinn, all sorts of great Bulldoggers were down here, big guys that were achieving well at the college rodeo, the national college finals and all that, doing well in pro rodeos. So I kind of thought, well, if I'm gonna go somewhere to get better, I go somewhere that I can learn from a lot of different guys, kind of get my butt kicked. And Stockton Graves being the head coach, seven-time Metapark qualifier, um, he's seen and done it all. So it was awesome to learn from him, to, him too. So I, I originally kind of looked at other schools, kind of thinking I wasn't sure I'd come to Northwestern, but when it came to steer wrestling, there was no comparison to anything else. So I kind of just ended up here. And Stetson, so you're kind of in charge of recruiting for the Northwestern Rodeos. What do you guys look for when you're looking at recruits? Well, a big thing, uh, when we first get down and looking at it there, a big priority is if they want they want to come and succeed, they have to want to get that edu- education while also bettering themselves in their event and going for their goals. We're willing to put into it whatever they are. And so a kid that's more ready to go and come here and done home, we're going to be able to help them go a lot farther than someone that they have to really just pull their teeth to try to get them out of this. Okay. And I, you guys, as well as I know, that Stockton's good at 
pushing people to be the best that they are. Sometimes you may not like it, but it's what you need. That's what you need to hear. And that's pretty unique. You know, Northwestern is pretty unique. And I think the reason I came here four years ago was I wanted to go there. Um, but number one thing for me, too, was education. And Northwestern offered a pretty good balance there. And, you know, Stockton, his, his first message, and it's been the same all four years, is you're going to get what you, you're going to get what you put into it, what it's going to come out of. You're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. And, you know, to me, I think that's a great way to succeed in it. It's, pr- it's proof right here. All those names you mentioned, and now you. And I'll be completely honest with you. From freshman year, I knew you were going to be successful. You just, you had the drive, you had the work ethic, you're smart. And I knew that you were going to go places, and this was the right place for you. Appreciate it. And I'll be the first to say, last year I predicted this. <laughs> I predicted this. I said, within a year, he's going to be at the end of five. And I, not a lot of people agreed with me. I'll, I'll say that too. And I said, he'll be there within the next year. So congratulations, man. Proud of you. It's cool. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I didn't do a damn thing to get you there. But it was <laughs> no, hard a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was... And uh, honestly, I think part of it is the program. Oh, yeah. And it's shown in the past few years. Northwestern has a ton of alumni. And make the NFL consistent. Yeah, Kyle Irwin, JD Structions, now Jacob Edler. Yeah. And, and a bunch of them top 50. This program has been that way consistently for quite a while now. And how many kids do we have on the program this year? Right now, on the, our competitive roster, we have 82, 82 or 83 kids on the competitive roster. So, Kids that consistently enter rodeos and compete, you see like eighty eighteen. Yes, but our actual roster, like our team members, what do we have? Um, Three or something. With the with what happened last year with the coronavirus, kind of showed our numbers, and we lost a few kids to graduations, and then we had some that felt that they needed to go somewhere else or someone or whatever happened. And um, so this year we have right at about 100, 103 kids. Which is a lot. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's a sizable program. Yes. Um, compared to across the country. Really? It's big. And it's really made a name for itself nationwide in the rodeo community, I feel like, especially the last couple of years with Munsell, Team Taylor yeah. Munsell. Taylor. Both you guys, yeah. Both you guys were in the national championship last year. Uh, we didn't have the college finals this year, but uh, last year, technically you're still the champ. Technically, two, I guess. two years. <laughs> <laughs> Do your champ when I want. But that's that's been really great for the program, and it's it's cool. Before this all happened, though, I, mean, I think we definitely saw an increase in numbers. Didn't she say? Oh yeah, last last fall. Um, and that's cool. That's, that's cool to see. A lot more breakaway ropers. Yes, for sure. That's also cool to see. Which is is a matter of time. I did not predict that they would have the national finals breakaway rope. I did not either. I was so happy and to see that. It was good. Like that's cool. That is. Um, they're gonna run during like during the day, but they get to rope in Thomas Mac. I think for people more. Yeah. Or, it's not Thomas Mack. Not Thomas Mack. Globe, Globe Life Field. Globe Life Field, yeah. yeah. But right. still, yeah, that's that's cool. We need to definitely don't get the same yeah. amount of television time. It's, it's yeah. going to be broadcast there. And I, I bet it's not that's probably it's in the main, it main will, show. will be for sure. That's the easiest um, to make. If they can really do American, they can run it from AFR. But the full scores up there. It's getting really fun to watch. I mean, maybe that's one of the good things about it being in Texas this year is they're able to do that um, sooner than I expected, for sure. And that's good to see. Um, So take me a little bit through just this year because it has been 
a crazy year. So, so start about last fall when you get back to school. Um, take me through your year. Start of the so start of the PRCA season. Start of the start of the twenty twenty PRCA season. Mm-hmm. I guess was about October, and uh, we had a couple college radios. They went pretty good for me. School, everything was normal. Go to some pro radios going to the winter. Um, then you go to Denver qualifier in December and end up doing pretty good there. Um, kind of started a roll. Uh, we went to Fort Worth and did pretty good there. San Antonio had a lot of luck. And that was kind of getting into January, February. And then ended up qualifying for the American and had some luck at other rodeos. I was sitting pretty good. And then we got into March. And well, was doing good in the college rodeo. Or actually, college rodeo was the last one. We kind of had a pretty good, good fun run of rodeos. And then all of a sudden, COVID hit and everything canceled. Started in Houston and started canceling everything. That was, it was nuts. I was headed to Hastings, Nebraska. I'm not sure if I was going to get to run a steer there before on my trip there that we were going to cancel rodeos because about everything canceled. And I went to Fort Scott, went home and Started spring break, drove home, and was there for three months or quarantine or however long we were there for. And not much happened. And just kind of sat around. Uh, Where's your hometown? Carrington, North Dakota. Okay. So, and up there at the time, it, the ground was still froze. There was snow everywhere. And in, in, in March. March. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not a great time for spring break. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so went home, we just kind of went to practice, and I guess there wasn't much, any rodeos happening, no schools all online, so I'd pretty much go live over in Almont, North Dakota, and in the barn, and there's a, there's a loft, and I sat there and did my homework, we ran steers at night, and yeah, just kind of stayed, stayed sharp, practiced up over the quarantine, <laughs> got to do a little fishing, hang out with the family, so that was all right, and then about middle of May, they started back up with Houston nuns in Fort Worth because they couldn't hold them in Houston. They had, there's a bunch of different deals that we had to go through kind of for COVID. Different rodeos were held in different places, and sometimes we had to wear masks. And Like at Houston Makeups in Fort Worth, we all had to wear masks except for when we were running our steer. And after we were on our steer, we throw it back on and we go back to um, doing our business. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, COVID. So we had to do something. So there's a few rodeos to kind of start with. They all wanted us to wear masks. And then they got pretty relaxed. Like the rodeo committees would choose to not um, they would choose to not partake in the mask, mask stuff. So we didn't have to wear them all the time. But there was a lot of rodeos to start with we did. And then we kind of got later in the summer and things started picking up. But there was still only about a third of the rodeos to go to, about two thirds of the canceled. So it was kind of tough. We were pretty much driving twice as many, twice as many miles for half the rodeos. A lot of them got canceled. Yeah, they did. Uh, yep. Yep. I think a lot of that has to do with the liability and the insurance policies and everything. They were, if they did get crash and burn on the COVID deal, they couldn't technically liable to or whatever was profitable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was a struggle for the rodeo committees too. So we were pretty fortunate that a lot of them did push through it and try to, like a lot of them probably didn't make profit this year, but they, they gave us rodeo and we were really appreciative of that. One of the things I saw, uh, Prescott, yeah. 133 years, never been canceled. You would have thought maybe this was the year, but nope. There was some stubborn. They just pretty much said no Which, to the governors. That's yeah, that's rodeo. <laughs> yes, if yeah. Want, right, like, I mean, take the culture, the people. Uh, you know that rodeo has been going on for ever, and they weren't going to let this stop people. If people wanted to come, they were going to let people see. Uh, did you go to Prescott? I did. What was it yeah. like? Prescott is uh, um, it's kind of dry. I mean, it's Arizona, like it's it's pretty much gravel everywhere, and the arena's kind of 
that way. Like it's a great rodeo. Uh, you had C steers out a little more. It's a longer start and you kind of run them down, but it's a real good rodeo. I didn't have any luck, but we had a pretty good time in Prescott down to where they filled the old Bonner, that Bonner movie. Junior Bonner. Junior Bonner, where they filmed Junior Bonner and had supper and they watched the movie the next day. It's pretty cool. It, Have you ever watched it before then? I hadn't. What? That's, that's not. I hadn't. And Have you, all right. Have you ever seen Jada be Coop? No. Oh, do you? Not you like your own culture. Well, we watched Junior Bonner. The, the bar that he was in, yeah, it was the exact same one. Huh. Wow. Actually, yeah, I had seen it. We watched it on the way down because we knew we were planning on going to this bar. That's so we did watch it. I'm telling you, go to Prescott. It's like right downtown. It is this cool old western. Like it's, nothing's changed. Nothing. That's awesome. You're listening to That's Rodeo. Follow us at That's Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or find us online at www.thatsrodeo.com. We're back with That's Rodeo. I'm your host, Sean Doherty. We gained two more on the podcast. Zane Thompson, Northwestern Oklahoma State senior, and I always forget your first name. Canada, Riley Westhaver. There we go. What is your? What are you? Graduate student? Yeah, yeah, yeah graduate student. I've been, I've been here a while. What do you? Uh, what are you majoring? What are you getting your master's? Uh, I got my. I got my. I'm getting my master's in adult education and sports management. Okay. What's your major? Normal science. I know. Your general studies. Yes. Which is Ag biz. <laughs> All right. So we just were talking about Prescott, Arizona, and 133 years never been canceled. But probably one of the more famous rodeos that didn't get to happen this year, Cheyenne Frontier Days. Uh, tell me a little bit about that thing. Man, it was just uh, Cheyenne was really trying to have a rodeo. But the big deal was, uh, you know, of course, we're going to let them have any concerts, and, and that's a huge money money maker for the rodeo. For, for your dad is on the board? He is the arena director. Frank, and, Frank Thompson? Yep, and, and he's uh, on the contestants committee. And then my mom is actually corporate at Frontier Days. And so she's in charge. Of, she's a volunteer coordinator and uh, uh, works in there at the corporate office year-round. And uh, is actually in charge of all the malt beverage sales, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, no, like I said, Cheyenne was, was really trying to have a rodeo, uh, but with state regulations, they weren't going to let them have concerts, no food stands, uh, no alcohol sales, and uh, you know, and, and only let them seat like a third of the people. So financially, there's no way they could do it. Um, is is kind of what I. It is what it's um, they, they were dang sure trying to have a rodeo, and like the CEO, Tom Hersey, said, let's not look at it like, man, they didn't have a rodeo this year. Let's try to make the 125th annual is, is big and as bad as it's ever been. You know, that, that rodeo's been going on for like 124 years. One little bump in the road is just like, yeah. Is the governor? governor says no. Yeah, the governor, they, they fought with the governor, and uh, they said, well, you didn't have a rodeo. You can't do anything else. Well, that was going to cost them millions of dollars. There's no way that can be an option. I know I rodeo, but that's still not feasible. Yeah. Now it's, it's everybody took a hit financially this year. Yeah, it was tough. It's I mean, still it, the daddy of them all. Always so, kind of, did you guys get to do any rodeo in the summer? Yeah, I, I know Bridger rodeo a lot. Uh, I get to rodeo. I truthfully rodeo more this summer than I probably ever. We get to hang out in South Dakota a lot, Nebraska. And we went to a few rodeos in Wyoming, the ones that let them out. And all in all, it's a great group of news for sure. It's a really special thing. Yeah, it's a really good bunch too. Yeah, we just kind of went to places this summer. It was, it was tough for you to kind of get around and get a guy that was more in here early. So a lot of stuff we got to move out of. And you can see what they do this next year as far as the model goes. So it was just kind of tough for you, but I mean, we got out there with some fun and, you know, maybe I'm just talking about it. 
So, go ahead and continue going into coming back to school and yeah. kind of on the bubble a little bit. Had a good year. Yeah. Right outside the top 15. But yeah, like coming back off quarantine, had some pretty good luck and got into the summer and stayed right there about the eighth, ninth spot. And then coming into the fall, I kind of dropped down to the tenth spot. Um, you take the top 15 in the NFR. So you kind of got to stay in that top 15. The bubble's like the last five. Like 10 through 15 are kind of pretty close to each other usually. And there's a good chance that those five could be completely different in a month. That's about how long we got. So it's called the bubble. You're on the bubble of making it to the NFR. And I, w- I was in pretty good shape, but I kind of had to win a little more. Like we, we took off and I didn't have any luck for about four or five weeks. I didn't watch it. And I got, oh, where was it? I had a little luck in Rapid City, along 3,500 or something. And then I go down to, I get in with, I was in Stockton Graves, J.D. Strasson, and Blake Benjamin, and um, ended up jumping in with Joel Hazen, Cody Devers, and Jason Allen. And we go down to Spring Hill, Louisiana, and I was sitting 10th at the time, and I was 3-8, and I figured, oh, I'll win something. And school has started at this point, and I'm kind of, uh, I'm working with the teachers doing something virtually and getting cut up and everything. It's going good. Everybody awesome, been helping me out. And Spring Hill, Louisiana, 3-8, I knew I needed to get to about 40,000. I was at 38-7. Thought I'd place out of there. That's not quite enough for me to just say I'm off the bubble. So we fly to Salt Lake, hitchhiker ride to, or no, yeah, hitchhiker ride to Gooding, Idaho. And um, I was up that night, and I was 3-8 in that, I think 3-7 on the first year before, so I was pretty confident after getting up from that. I needed about... 1300 more one I was going to place in Spring Hill, Louisiana. But I was good. I was pretty pumped. And they, uh, we ended up hitchhiking another ride all night to St. George, Utah. That morning, the following morning, I was 4 1 and was splitting the round. And there, end up splitting the wind there, end up placing oh, third or so out of getting Idaho and placing third or so out of Spring Hill, Louisiana. End up winning 5100. And so after uh, St. George, Utah, I knew I was in, I was pretty crazy. So then we jumped in the back of a pickup and took a two hour ride in the box pickup across the desert in Vegas to, <laughs> to get on a plane to go to Buffalo, Texas. Did you see those snapshots? Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. We had seven guys in, in the pickup. Cool. We had to get to the airport. And <laughs> two guys drew the short stick. They had to. Me and Cody Devers, Alva alum, he was, I think he finished, oh, 17th or 18th in the world this year. Had a great year. Um, he, him and I, rode in the back of his pickup across the desert. <laughs> it's about 95 <laughs> degrees out that day. It was, it was not, yeah, we wheel into Vegas. I just, I still, just we roll down the strip, just watch, watch as the buildings pass by, wheel up to the airport. We jump out, gal behind us sitting in the cars. What the heck? <laughs> We're throwing bags out of the back of the Wait, did they just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this straight clown car. Straight clown car. Catch a flight to Texas. Oh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, one thing I would not do, I would not get on the bubble. Like, it's a great place to be. You gotta be fortunate. Gosh dang, it's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing that people outside the sport rodeo don't understand is sometimes the hardest part is just getting to the next Mm -hmm. you know it's sometimes it's financial sometimes it's just time wise time wise financial mental yeah and being prepared to I I watched a documentary this summer's a 30 to 30 about Deion Sanders playing football and uh, baseball the same day Man, rodeo people are like, okay. <laughs> what's your, 
What's your point? Which, That's I mean, deal. obviously, a little bigger stakes than rodeo, but well, like when you're talking about to, to St. George, Utah, uh, Jewel and I jumped in with Matt Sherwood and Trey Yates, and Jewel drove four hours. We left Gunning Idaho at like nine thirty or ten o'clock, and we Jewel drove four hours. I jumped out at one o'clock in the morning, drove till five thirty in the morning. We pulled into St. George, Utah. I slept in the back of a pickup, took a nap. And get up and run along. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Dion had a private flight organized by Yankee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I falling away. I had to ride one of them too. I mean, he that's was way nicer. Obviously, he's playing physically, that's really hard on yourself, but you're talking about driving four hours by yourself. Oh, yeah. Paying for gas or plane tickets or whatever, yeah. getting a couple hours of sleep, running, getting ready, which, I mean, I'm. However long it takes you to get ready, some guys is fifteen minutes, some guys is two hours. But like I was in Cheyenne one year and run steer. I don't know, I was it was in the Matt May or something. So maybe running by three or four o'clock. Maybe we're I mean you're two running by two o'clock. Two o'clock? Yeah, about two o'clock. And I'm getting on a charter for Salt Lake Shore Round that night. I, I run my steer, walk over, hop on the plane, we jump off to Salt Lake, jump out, run steer, take off, and drive all night, about 14 hours to Rapid City. Hunter Cure and Blake Minion. Get up that next morning, run another one. Sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> Was that the year? Did you win Salt Lake? Play Salt Lake? Yeah, that that year? Year. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, that was, and just to get worth those wins, it, right? It was so yeah. worth it. I won fourteen thousand out there just for a charter and drive home. And it really is the gamble. Yeah, yeah. Get all the way out there, you might win nothing. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Spend a lot of money. I done. I done three twelve-hour trips to Denver my senior year of high school to win nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's a long and to <laughs> and the thing about it is, sometimes it's just not your fault. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the sooner somebody can learn that, yep. I'm not saying I've figured it out yet, but mm-hmm. looking back, like from now, you know, I'm 22 or whatever, but when I was 18, if I didn't win anything, it was that was on me. Ball. And I think that's a really tough way to remember. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it I don't think you'll ever make it. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. you can't keep up with it. Like, and, and I'm not saying don't own up stuff. Do you absolutely right. have Sometimes to there's times that you have to look and go, oh, when they drew the steers, I didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a tough thing to learn to do. And the cowboy way is, by golly, we can win something. But yeah. I think Sometimes it's, it's, just, it's just not meant to be. Yeah, it just <laughs> and work out. That's kind of the whole thing behind the, that, the That's Rodeo name is that's life too. Sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. you give it your all and it just doesn't work out. You gotta be okay with that. Move on to the yeah. next one. And just on to the next one is that mentality. Because you got so, you so got a four hour drive at two o'clock in the morning to run your next one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get you a quick twenty minutes. Exactly. And turn it on. The mental strength that it takes is something that doesn't get talked about in any sport. Um, and it's not just talking about rodeo, but especially rodeo, because you have that one variable is their farm animals. Yeah, they got and brains. You can't. You, can, <laughs> you got you got three brains going on in one situation. Oh man, like for five, five brains. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. In in your event, five brains. And yeah, your calf rope, three. Yeah. yeah. That's me, a lot of brain. For me, it's <laughs> a lot of people want to win at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't want to win. All very quickly. Yeah. Some of them aren't as quick as the other yeah. ones. So but then my problem. Right? You might be somewhere like Spanish Fork, Utah, and you're 5-4 in the first round, and you miss one, and you know you're not going to win anything in the average. You're angry. you got to come back within a half hour and run another one. Like, yep. That can't weigh you down. you got to go out there and try to win something. you got to be 3-6 wins something. Yeah. It, and sometimes it's almost easier in that instance when you, yeah, you're just like, I just gotta go off. be fast. If I screw up, 
Started what? One home win? That was the whole summer. One hitters. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So this whole summer, what was different about rodeo on this year is usually on a typical year, there's so many rodeos and there's awesome. So many rodeos that everybody gets spread out. And like the top 80 guys don't have to beat each other every day. Well, this year, there was a rodeo for everyone to go to. That was about it. There wasn't any overlapping rodeos hardly. So the top 80 guys were at every single rodeo whether it be the tiny county fair in, yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, or you can go to Burlington where you like six yeah. two, you're like, man, I just won third in the team. Yeah. If you're not four two, I mean Clay Smith shows up, Jake Corto, you're like I went to Burlington. You guys should leave us alone. I went to Burlington and there were three four. Like man. three nine wins, eight you went to three three also. Yes, you literally did. <laughs> For the fans, I mean yeah. for those and I mean, rodeos and little towns are the biggest event of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. even you come out here to Little Hartner, yeah, their little rodeos. amateur rodeo is I the biggest even. event of the year, oh, and it is. It's the whole. I mean, the whole region comes to Hartner's little rodeo, yes. and it's great for us because obviously you love to have a crowd. It's a great. I mean, everybody loves the noise, and the music. That's why you do it, really. Yeah. But you know, it's a tiny little town. And it's cool to see. It's cool for them. For the little towns or just, I mean, they're little towns. Burlington's not that big. Um, they get to see the best of the best come into their little rodeo, which is the biggest event of the year. So it's great for the fans. And not to say that any other year you have a different competition. There's plenty of there's guys, all there's plenty of guys out there that have never had their name announced on television that are just as good yeah, as the great. guys that make it. Yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, and that's, that's another thing about radio. It's, it's good and it's bad, too. I mean, yeah. sometimes things just work out for people. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, you get to see those those names that are recognizable, the guys that you see on TV every year. That's pretty cool for those little towns that wouldn't normally get to see those guys yeah. in person get to compete. So that's that's kind of a cool thing for the sport. The yeah. thing is that Cowboy Channel this year. How about that? And that's yeah. something I hope sticks because I think that's so good for us. Every family. rodeo in the world was advertised this year. Like, they were all on TV pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, within the last week of rodeos, which were might have been the most important all year. <laughs> <laughs> we're televised. <laughs> Those might not have been televised. But every other one across the country this summer seemed like, hey, you want to watch Slack tonight? There it is. And we're up in the morning. We want to watch Perf tonight see the start. There which it is was. cool for you guys, too, because you get to see stock. Yes. Which is a, little, is a lot of it. It's huge. Be able to see those. Yeah, we'd, be, we'd get our draw in Gunnison, Colorado, and go back and watch the Perf. Or like out, yeah, in Mineral Wells, Texas, I drew a steer that run in Gunnison. I go back and watch that curve to watch the run. Yeah, it's crazy because you gotta know what the what your animal does, how he's gonna, how your steer's gonna react. So to be able to go back and watch that, it's crazy. Yeah, to increase your chances, I mean, you do have to go in there with some part of the game. Oh, if really? If you're because to be successful, you're playing the odds, right? It's a gamble. So you figure. 25, you know, we all have what is 25, good, 25, bad, just middle. Is however much of that middle you can make up is the difference between winning and losing sometimes. So, I mean, that's a huge asset to see it. But also for fans of radio that, you know, if you want to watch it, it's on TV now. And I, yeah, I mean, the Cowboy Channel is definitely put the sport on a national stage for sure. Well, and it's crazy the amount of people in my hometown that have no idea anything about rodeo. And they probably care less. Yeah. Every Friday night, they're watching Cowboy Channel. Every night. Yeah. They're, they're like, instead of watching sports or anything anymore, we just watch Cowboy Channel. Yeah. And NBA ratings. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on to the Cowboy Channel. We, we got you. Yeah. So Which is, I think it's great. You know, like my grandma and grandpa got to watch me 
yeah. texts, you know, when something, yeah. you know, hey, you know, and or man, what the but it's awesome that everybody sees what you missed. <laughs> 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 right, right. We just threw all the He's gonna if he ever hears this, he's gonna know <laughs> know this is me, but when you when you go throw a steer, throw the crap out of him, jump up, throw your hat, do finger guns, and they'll look up and see you broke the barrier. <laughs> there used to be a select few people that saw that. No Everybody's seen it now. But it's awesome for family because I can go on before I run that night, know it's on Cowboy Channel, say, hey, tune in to this yeah. and this uh-huh. at this and this time. And grandma, she gets to watch. All, yeah. all the grandmas and the aunts and uncles, everybody gets to watch, and they love that. <laughs> so it's 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 awesome that and you get a really high quality video when your mom screen records. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome about that. She'll send all the bulldoggers up that night. It's, it's oh, pretty sweet. Yeah. You just randomly get a message from yeah. Robin. All just, sorts of there's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Some bad news if you have a bad run, you're kind of pissed. You, oh, yeah, you gotta go back and watch it. I gotta watch this now. There's those texts too. Yeah. yeah. The days of finding somebody in the craft video you were over. Sometimes. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we should also introduce our friend, Levi Walter. Hello. How you doing, <laughs> Levi? Levi, what business? business What's your major, Levi? Business entrepreneurship. Business entrepreneurship. Is Levi. Levi I can. If you'd like me to, I could. <laughs> is it just spelling me? Levi might not say a whole lot, but he's <laughs> uh, Levi is from my home state, Colorado. Yes. Big Austin is in the state. Yes. But you're from Sterling, right, Levi? Yep. I mentioned Canada. Where's your hometown at? Canada, just south of Calgary. Well, I mean, Cheyenne, Carpenter. If you're around or know what a rapper, what's that? So, where's your hometown? My hometown is McAllister, Oklahoma. McAllister, Oklahoma, east of 35, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 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 We went there. This is pretty good. Yeah, Not gonna stick around, Walt. He's on one of these. Oh, okay. Well, it's about time for a break then. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Dude, this is badass. You're listening to That's Rodeo. Follow us at That's Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or find us online at www.thatsrodeo.com. We're back with That's Rodeo. Levi Walter came on right before the break. Uh, Levi, just tell us a little bit about yourself, hometown major. Oh, I'm from Sterling, Colorado. My major is business entrepreneurship. So, yes, I, I would consider myself smarter than everybody else. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Starting off uh, There we go. I've been in school for five years. <laughs> transfer right where did you get yes, I come from Eastern Wyoming College up there in Torrington Torrington yes sir and what events did you get I team rope and rope cabs alright see Levi and I Levi and I are the same we understand each other yeah uh, Canada tell us what you do man I'm a steer wrestler I'm going back to my masters in Alba uh, sports education and management same uh, my team rope, mainly. Rope cows, bulldogs. Stetson, what do you do? Um, I'm a steer wrestler and I'm Stockton student assistant coach here at Northwestern. Head of recruiting. Head of recruitment. Recruit the man. The man. <laughs> the man. Stetson Thompson. <laughs> and so, we kind of left off, Bridger, um, on the bubble. So tell us how the bubble race ended up. So I got off the bubble with about two weeks to spare. I was super pumped. But the I wasn't exactly I was traveling with some people that were on the bubble and it was still kind of stressful times. That bubble is not very fun. So that pretty much means um, you're gonna spend a fortune 
to try to make sure you can make the top 15 and make your season worth it feasibly. Like, or financially, yeah. Otherwise, if you don't make the finals, you're pretty much ending the season in debt in a crazy mad race to try to make the finals. So we, we were still in the ring. We were still pretty hot and heavy trying rodeo. And the way it ended up shaking out, um, Jewel, my travel partner that was on the bow, Cody didn't quite have as much luck. Jewel, he, he hung in there at 14th. Um, and then the biggest deal, Jesse Brown had to win the second round with Rapid City Tour Fell. It had a bunch of other stuff that needed to go right, but definitely had to win the second round of the Rapid City Tour Fell. He was 3 2, and which is crazy fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he literally drove that steer out of the shoe gates, threw him down, like made a heck of a run and was three two and had to sweat it out for a little while but ended up getting in. So that was that was pretty cool. Um that's the equivalent a bubble story come true kind of deal. Yeah, that's the equivalent of that game time that game winning field goal and then that the, was a clutch run, yeah. That the was team, you know. That to was make it to the playoffs, like that's, that's nine that seconds left. Yeah, that's forty. Nine seconds left. This is Mary. this is the playoff to get into the wild card. You just smash. Yes. That's like from my experience. That's the Minnesota Vikings actually making that chip shot field goal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would have been. Yeah, but but uh, Jesse Brown made the field goal. Jesse yeah. Brown made the field goal uh, and made it to what, the Super Bowl called the NFL. What was uh was it Dalvin Cook? Remember? That made that catch. Oh yes. We were watching yeah. that game. Yeah. Uh fresh was it freshman or sophomore year? I don't remember. It's probably freshman year. Probably yeah. had a lot of it. Yeah. I was pumped. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a good game. That was cool. I'm, that's cool. I'm not an expressive Vikings fan, but unfortunately I have to be a Vikings fan. If you follow the World of Rodeo, uh, you would understand that. Yeah. But, so being there, you got to witness the first one. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, he threw that steer and we were super pumped for him. Yeah. Rapid. I was still up there. Uh, he threw that steer down. We was pumped, and he was still sitting there just sweating. Like, we're like, man, that, should we get it? And he's like, no, that's not enough, because he just moved up into 15th place. Oh, okay. Yep, he moved up to 15th place, and he was like, I got I to be good at Stevedale. So, and Stevedale was the last rodeo of the year. He called me about a steer. Yeah, the, the last one. Stevedale, what's that? Files grew up in Jersey, and Rapid City to his and two of us big that you won a lot of money there. But uh um yes, he called me the next day about a steer that I ran but it was it wasn't a very good chance. He just did not drag it enough and Steve Bill went check. But he sweated it out and it ended up working out. Did did any of you guys go to Woodstown? I don't know if they did or not. I know there are some Afro versus Jewel. Did Jewel go to New Jersey? I I forgot to ask, he called me today. I know there's some of them guys like that. Uh, Dirk and Jewel, Dirk Tavern and Julian is both entered it. So there were some guys that went to New Jersey. Yeah, there's a there's a wow. weekly rodeo in New Jersey. A weekly rodeo in New Jersey. You can about imagine PRC rodeo. Yep. Um, wow. But people will fly out to it when they got in five hundred bucks. Because that might be all that you need to make make you know, Yeah. What do you guys know the the town? Woodstown. 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 But is it? Woods, I didn't know if it was. A, I didn't know. I've never even. I, I mean, I, every time I call Procom, you hit N E for Nebraska. You you, you get Woodstown. Press one for Woodstown, Pilotville, New Jersey. Is that um the hometown of Joey Bell? No. Yeah, it's no, right up there. Over there somewhere though. Oh, really? Joey yeah. Bell Sr. I think goes to it in Hayes or something. Really? Yeah, Joey Bell Sr. Yeah, Weston was telling me there's a Capitals up there. He calls up there and gets on. I think Shad even. I know Shad flew out there in Mayfield. Uh, really? What? To, this year? Yeah, it's a team row. And he won it all. Oh, oh. So <laughs> he was yeah. to the bitter end. Gosh dang. No, but not that. I mean, I don't know when it was, but 
Oh, at some point this so summer. So sound? Oh, that was yeah, summer. I thought out there. there. Bubble road. Yeah. Sorry. That <laughs> no, that guy is far beyond the bubble. He's blowing the bubble. I meant the team rope because I don't. I didn't know how much like they were having a team rope. I thought maybe like to the very last week of rodeo. He's no, it's three thousand. Is it three thousand count? Like once you. I thought it was three thousand five. I don't you know. Win three thousand. Last summer we were out rodeoing and we see this Shad Mayfield coming over. I knew who Shad Mayfield was because he won the ribbon open as a sixth grade. I'm not kidding. <laughs> at the National Junior High Finals, he was like three and a half foot tall. Yeah. And his sister was two foot taller than him and they won. And he was running off the side of these horses and I'm like, man, that guy would be a hell of a cat for if he could ever grow. And now he's bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I remember Shad because we go to the junior up in Southern Texas, and Oklahoma from the time we're 13 to like 18, and he's still beating. Oh, man, not in my head. I watched <laughs> So, but yeah. then we're out rodeoing <laughs> last year, and we're going everywhere, and all of a sudden, this Shad Mayfield's in every short round over the summer there is, <laughs> yeah. including the National High School Final short round. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. making a short round of National High School Finals, Cheyenne, Salinas, and Salt Lake. Yeah. All in the same week. <laughs> yeah. Or the biggest, like, three of the biggest rodeos in the PRCA season. Yeah. And the high school finals. And eighteen years old. Really? Since then. He won. He won. So, last year, he was kind of on the bubble. Maybe it was between him and John Douch. Um, and one other at the tour finale. And Shad Mayfield just come in and, like, the bad, bad dude he is. And made him. But he, if he'd have bought his card, he had 8,900 on his permit. And he still made the finals. Wow. How crazy is that? And, and like, which to, to our average listener is 8,900 in the steer wrestling this year was the difference between 15th and I think like 5th. So if he had eighty nine hundred last year and he was trying to make the top fifteen, he might he might have been up there in the top six. Yeah, it's that's a crazy amount of money in the rodeo world. And he really hasn't stopped. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but he is no, absolutely like. What did he win? I figured it one time. It was upwards of nine hundred thousand last I was checking because it was <laughs> right <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah. Before, before quarantine, before COVID hit, because he won. He won the American. Won the American, which I don't know how much he won. He was an exhibit. He won Kansas, he won not, Kansas he, City before he won the American. It was like 50,000. 50, yeah, but I'm yeah. talking, yeah. let's just talk about yeah. money. Yeah. money. <laughs> That's just rodeo-wise, but then he won the American, which counted towards PRC. Yeah, but how much? 50,000. 50,000 counted. But he won 600,000. $600,000. And he won everything in the prelim before that. Yeah. 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 If it continued with Houston, I think that kid's a million dollar cowboy <laughs> in his second year of professionally rodeo. Yeah. I mean, he hit the hot streak at just the right time. And they can't beat him right now. Like, just no. think, just yeah, think no. if they let him run at Houston or finish out Houston, finish out Calgary. There's no telling. The kid yeah. could have been walking in. Yeah, yeah, he's my, like, sorry. The, the man. <laughs> he is a man. He's the man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I say this kid, but he's 19 years old. Let's yeah. make that clear. So he is younger than us. Like, he's like, he's old as his man. Like, that guy could be, who knows, like, $400,000, $300,000 into the finals. Like, just hand me the gold buckle that's already done. Yeah, don't they give a bottle of penalty when you're at one round or something? He can't even accept it. Sylvester get up there like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, give me that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could say that. And a good wow. dude. Like, seems like pretty all right, yeah. I've never actually met him. I don't know. I've never met him, so I don't know. I've, 
ass. I mean, I'm, I'm like you, Zane. He doesn't know who this is. Yeah, I remember him just kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember most about Jet Mayfield. You're listening to That's Rodeo. Follow us at That's Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or find us online at www.thatsrodeo.com. We're back with That's Rodeo. So, obviously, the biggest thing about the change uh, this year. To, to the rodeo world, COVID has changed the move of the NFR to Arlington, Texas and Globe Life Field. Um, what is that going to be like? Were you looking forward to going to Vegas? Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> So, as far as I've ever known, the NFR has been in Vegas. So, yeah. when I first went to Vegas, it was for a rodeo. Like, I went in and I get all the feeling like, man, I wish I was in the finals. And that was freshman year, right? Freshman year, junior and park. Yep, the junior and park. The first year they had the junior and park. Yep, it was. But <coughs> yeah, but yeah, like I fly in and just I get this feeling like, man, I need to be competing here. This is my city. I hope it's my city. Here. Yeah. But like I just want to be in Vegas. Yeah. And then, so that's it's kind of like every time you go through Vegas, like when I fly into Vegas for Lovendale, I just think, man, be able to spend fourteen days here. What I get. So we, we've been to Vegas a few times. That's kind of, you know, like that. The notation of Vegas is the NFR. So when you make the NFR, like it, I just caught myself tonight, say, go to the Thomas Mac, which is UNLV basketball stadium in Vegas, where the NFR is held. But the fact that the year it's been and the amount of struggles that everybody's gone through, PRCA trying to put on rodeos and all that, to be able to go to Globe Life Field, which looks amazing, at the brand new baseball stadium. I'm not sure if they played a game in it yet or not. <laughs> it's gonna get cardio <laughs> Yes, sure. it's, wow. it's just going to be amazing. Wow. So to be able to say that too, yeah. and the fact that they're actually gonna put on a rodeo with fairly good payout, it's, we're so pumped, because there for a while, we were spending a fortune trying to go to rodeos. Not, not sure if we'd have an far. Yeah. Every day I'd come home, Stetson would be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for you to go to the NFR and Guthrie. Because they're rescheduling a lot of rodeos. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rodeos to Guthrie. And I just man, like, man, really? Like, the, really just to say that? <laughs> the year. <laughs> I'm so mad. The year has been, though. The Lazy's had everything. They have. <laughs> they stepped up, put a the, lot of rodeos on. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, so you it's, know, when Little British's finals moved out there, everybody was like, what the heck is this? Oh, yeah. And when they said ever since that, going there, I they, the they saw in the future, and it paid off this year because they had had so oh, many yeah. events so out there. Many. And honestly, thank goodness. Still having events. They got a big team rolling schedule over the NFR. Yeah. The, the That's why they were contemplating. Yeah. I bet the, the I bet NFR would have gone to three. If it wasn't for that team, Yes, thank goodness. Because I love, I love Guthrie, but I did like the idea of it being in Oklahoma City, though. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd really be cool. Like have a retro and throw back. Yeah, I. Which, I mean, I like that idea, but honestly, the rodeo fans being the first fans and. That's going to be pretty cool, too. And, like, with Vegas, you think, oh, yeah, casinos, and there's going to be all kinds of things to do. So much great time. You go skydiving yeah. across Cowboy the strip. Christmas is a Cowboy thing Christmas is huge. I mean, it's, it's right. And you all know it's right there. Everybody in yep. oh, the radio yeah. world. And it's the biggest week they have in Vegas. So, like, to think about all the things that Vegas was, it's oh, tough to transition it over to Arlington. But Arlington, they're... Sounds like they're gonna have pretty much everything that Vegas had. <laughs> they're gonna have Cowboy Christmas. They're gonna have viewing parties. They're gonna have the gold buckle ceremonies. They're gonna have uh, or the round buckle ceremonies, or whatever. How many of those are you gonna win? <laughs> yeah, all of them. I know the number I'm starting with. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, they're gonna have pretty much everything Vegas is gonna have. So that's gonna be awesome. Cowboy Christmas and everything. Yeah. And and with the wow. Fort Worth Stockyards, which are pretty much like 
Yeah. Country. And, I mean, it's Texas. Yeah, it's Texas. It's the Cowboy State as much as you need to admit. So, sorry, Wyoming. Everybody thinks Texas is the Cowboy State. Pretty much. Hey, man. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm telling you. That, I'm, I'm here to tell that's, you. That I, Wyoming fellers are just damn near as bad as Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, them them dang Wyomans. Uh, so, <laughs> how many of those gold buckles are you gonna win, Richard? Oh, that's a gold question. Oh, he's a gold boy. I feel like his his legs is gonna go for a while now. What? Um, <laughs> I mean, we got we got plans. We'll see how we go. I feel like he lived up to a lot of a lot of pressure, kind of bringing it up from the beginning, you know. So I mean. Seems like you've been a winner since the start. Yeah. Well, keep following me around. It's been good. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, it's, it's been good. What's your mindset going in? What's your game plan? I don't know yet. <laughs> I've just been kind of practicing running steers, trying to just get sharp. I haven't figured out what my game plan is going to be. Yeah, I don't know if you can pick a game plan. You might just have to just go in. Well, I mean, it is out. a new setup. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. Which, Everybody's yeah. got a clean slate going. Like, I think it'll be a little bit of a different. Like it's not going to be the same start as Vegas. It's going to be a little slower because Vegas, you had, to, you had to be leaving the box before you're not. I, I bet it's pretty quick. Though. Oh, man. It's crazy. I want you to take the Cody Ole approach. Don't even think about the Irish Shetland every single round. <laughs> See, I kind of hey, like some average money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go around guys. Mean, there's, <laughs> there's two ways to look at it. I, I'm not necessarily like the go round guy, but. People, people won world boxes. championships on both. I wouldn't mind, man, if I could go in and play fourth, fifth, or something every night for ten rounds. I'm sure everybody would like to win. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Screw the, screw the round wins. I'll get one of them sometime. Like, yeah, eventually, here's the thing: like a round win is only going to happen when a round win is going to happen. Probably. So you're going to play the odds, you think? No, I'm just gonna go in. So go I think so. Here's what I think my game plan is ultimately gonna be. I gotta talk to some veterans and figure out what the game plan should be. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to make your own decision, Fisher. I'm gonna get all the help I can get. On this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk to everybody. You're not gonna rely. No, on I'm not gonna test it out. Like, I'm not gonna test it out on the rookie at a bar. I'll just <laughs> take what they know. <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna rebuild and reinvent the wheel. But right now, it's going in and make ten smooth runs. Because, like, you might have to be 3 5 to win first, but you might only have to be 4 2 to win fourth or fifth. So, you know what letters RMFT mean? RMFT? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said take the average approach. I think the same as what I'm talking about. But, hey, world championships have been won on both. Yeah. So, I mean, that's up to you. And that's the thing. I think it's a clean slate. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. And somebody might go in there and win eight go rounds, plus second in the other two. <laughs> <laughs> set, set an average average record and, and be the champ. And that might be me if I just plan on hitting the third round. Well, just that's kidding. the thing. I don't know. <laughs> we, I, we can I, sit I here and speculate. We can, none of us know what's going to happen. No, I'm going right to I'm I'm show up every round and it's going to be a different deal. Yeah. And, I'm gonna have to keep trying to keep myself in some mindset, but, but I don't. It's it's interesting territory. I can't wait. It's gonna be new. It's gonna be fun. I don't. You know, everybody talks about like when you go to Vegas, you can come in fifteenth and still win the world. Mm-hmm. Like that aspect is not gonna change, right? Like yeah. no, nothing is set. Well, so here's the deal: last year, it doesn't matter. No matter Texas or down there. No matter what Texas it's still, pays, it's still rodeo. It's still the national And no matter what Texas pays, it's still gonna. The standings are still going to show the same amount of money as would be one in Vegas. Yep, because Vegas had a great contract. They have a lot of money. Um, it's been a rough year, so we'll see what Texas pays. But either way, it's going to be good. But uh, definitely, the 15th man, it could definitely be a world champion in any, every event. Yeah. And I mean, it is still rodeo, but it is a marathon of rodeo. Mm. Ten rounds back to back to back to back to back. It's, it's tough. With the top, <laughs> the top fifty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
I think the biggest thing is 
just to be down there in that environment, um, having 15,000 people around you. Um, I think that'd be cool. See my picture up on the big screen and about to run a stair. It'd just be awesome to take that in and just realize we finally got there. Well, I say finally, but when you've been dreaming about it since you're about three years old, but when you've been dreaming about it since you're about three years old, it's kind of crazy to actually be there taking it in. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. So, did they get? Did they let you pick the songs for parties? Did you I don't know you? yet. You don't know. I'm waiting for them to get back that. to me. I actually just talked to my mom about it yesterday. I'm like, yeah. so what do you think about this song? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to listen to it. I was like, well, it's pretty, pretty awesome. So, oh yeah, that'd be cool. What's the song? So, I get to pick. It's gonna do "Lose Yourself." In, the intro to Lose Yourself with, him with the piano. Okay. Okay. Yep. I think that would be badass. I was pointing the fucking beat drops. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is going to be going through your mind? Back in the box. Oh. First round. Lose, intro to Lose Yourself playing. What's going to be going through your mind? Um, in other words, what it would say it's gonna be like I am fixing the twin first. I think I'm gonna be so pumped up, so focused, and just be like, "Hey, buddy, step back." Hopefully, this is gonna go good. That's gonna be the mindset: is we're gonna do good right here. Everybody's gonna drop another hole, whether that happens or not. That is regard. That's besides the fact. But I think my mindset going in that is it's gonna be focused, ready to roll. I can't wait. That's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna win first. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I'm gonna win first. That's what Bridger Anderson's gonna be thinking. That's thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for being on the podcast. Anybody else? Thank you. It was a good one. This is a good first episode. I don't know how I'm gonna like top it. this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to try it again yeah. sometime. So till next time. I'm Sean Doherty. That's Ronnie. Right